Thank you all for joining us today for the WAM Strategic Value webinar. My name is Jeff Wilson. I'm Chairman and Chief Investment Officer of Wilson Asset Management, and, and I'm also the Lead Portfolio Manager of WAM Strategic Value, whose, whose ASX ticker will be WAR. So going forward, we'll just refer to it as Strategic Value or WAR. Um, we've received a, a significant number of questions. You know we've got about uh, a little over 100,000 shareholders that own our various vehicles, and, and we call you all the WAM family. Thank you all for, for signing up um, for the webinar today because this webinar is only for you guys. Um, so look, thank you. Thank you for signing up. In terms, you'd all be aware because you're on the emails that we lodged the prospectus um, for war last week uh, with ASIC. Um, and in terms of if you are interested in investing in WAM strategic value, you must read the prospectus in full uh, and then fill out the application form that's accompanying the prospectus. Um, well, I'd like to just take you through why we're setting up WAM strategic value. Um, if you go back in the history of investing you know, globally, you know, one of the one of the gurus of, um, of global investing is is uh, Warren Buffett. You know, when he when he took control of Berkshire Hathaway in 1965, the early investments he made were in closed-end funds. Uh, he's, he's a person, um, I, I think, like all of us, that loves buying a dollar for 50 cents, uh, um, if we can. Uh, in a lot of instances you know, on the market, there are opportunities to buy a dollar for 80 cents. So that's what WAM strategic value is. It's the opportunity... Um, it's a pool of capital to be managed by myself and the team at Wilson Asset Management, and we'd be looking to buy undervalued assets, effectively buying a dollar for eighty cents, working with those um, companies we invest in in partnership, and helping them you know, get those share prices uh, up to a dollar. You know, so we not only make a return equal to the market, but we get that we get that you know, kicker um, of that additional performance. Um, and you've seen various other people you know, play in that space in Australia, uh, affluent funds management. You know, Darrell Wilson's done a very good job with his fund. Um, you know, we've been doing this in Australia for since WAM Capital listed 21-odd years ago. Uh, Global Value, Miles Stoudy, um, which I'm on the board of, you know, he does that globally, and that's been um, you know, going on for a while. So, so I think it's a simple concept of, of buying... You know, discounted assets, buying a dollar for 80 cents. And what we try to do is we try to be um, part of the catalyst to help those people um, make sure they can realise full value uh, on the stock market for those shares. The uh, Another reason we're doing it um, is, that, that is why is WAM Capital doing this, is to simplify our structure. Now, there was a great book um, I was... You know, reading the other day, it was uh, Ken Siegel, um, and he was uh, an insider at Apple, and he, he sort of quoted Steve Jobs how you know, one of the jobs is real focus is on, on simplicity. Um, and so you know, we've effectively, all, all the listed investment companies that we have, um, we're taking out of the current entities. You know, it's, at the moment, it's about $150 million worth and we're putting in WAM strategic value. In terms of the, the 
the money we're trying to raise um, is $225 million. We won't be raising any more than that. We, we just think that's a nice size. Um, you know, funnily enough, it's, it's 10 times the amount of money that WAM uh, raised about 20-odd years ago. Um, and, and it just it's, it's a very manageable uh, pool of capital. A lot of people have said, look, why don't you raise, you know, you'd have demand for significantly more. Why don't you raise more? And we said, no, look, that's just a, we think that's a very manageable uh, pool of capital. We're very happy to grow the business uh, as we continue to perform. Uh, and that will, you know, we, we would assume that will happen over time. The, um, you know, the, the issue price is a dollar twenty-five. We've got, of the $225 million that's being raised, $125 million has been put aside for the WAM family. Um, and, yeah, that's right. So, you know, we're looking forward. You know, we've been surprised how, how significant the interest has been so far, but we're looking forward to have a, um, you know, have a very vibrant uh, and, and uh, um, good investment um, company or, or an experience. Uh, in terms of the, you know, the what we'll invest in, obviously you know, the easier companies to invest in are the closed-end funds, the listed investment companies, the listed investment trusts. You know, that'll be our main focus. Um, but there are you know, there are other opportunities in the market that we will you know, look for undervalued asset opportunities. Um, so that's pretty much the um, you know, the. You know, the, the formal part of the presentation, as this is you know, is a closed end, it's an in-house discussion you know, with yourselves um, being you know, WAM family supporters. It's you know, it's not you know, we haven't invited everyone, only the people that registered for the emails. You know, what I'd really prefer is to pass over to Olivia Harris. You know, she's one of our um, one of our people, one of our heavyweights in the corporate affairs team, um, and she'll take us through you know, some of the questions. So today is really to answer your questions. And thank you. Like we had you know, hundreds of questions that were sent in. You know, thank everyone who, who sent a question in. So I'd like to pass over to Olivia, um, who will you know, moderate the questions. Thank you. Thanks very much, Jeff. And thank you for everybody for joining us today. We've got lots of people online, almost 700 joining us and plenty of questions coming through. So we will aim to get through as many as we can. And if we don't get to your question, we will call you after the webinar finishes. Jeff, the first question that's come up that's pretty interesting is, how did you come up with the name WAM Strategic Value and the ASX code for the fund? Uh, look, look, thanks, Olivia. We There's uh, 40, four people that work at Wilson Asset Management. And we asked everyone, we, we explained what we'd be doing, you know, buying a discounted asset, undervalued assets. And we asked everyone to put in um, their ideas for various names. And, and we had some fantastic names. There was, um, you know, and, and in the end, the interesting thing is, um, Marty McCarthy, who works with me on these opportunities, um, and also, um, you know, Jesse Hamilton, who's the Chief Financial Officer at Wilson Asset Management, you know, their two names were the, the two that it was out of. Um, and in the end, it was Jesse's uh, name that came up. And the reason we liked it is because you know, the, the, we're buying a dollar for 80 cents. So we're looking for value. 
Um, and, you know, I know my, my dad, he was the one who sort of, you know, encouraged me or, or you know, sort of led me to invest in the stock market. Now, there's a bit of Scottish, you know, um, heritage there in the, in the Wilson family, and he loved he, 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 didn't, he didn't love buying a dollar for 80 cents. He loved buying a dollar for 20 cents if he could. Um, so the, the value was very logical. Uh, and the strategic part um, was we just thought it, it worked better than sort of wham value, wham strategic values. And when we're taking positions in these companies, you know, some of them in the, in the end can be strategic. Uh, and, and it's interesting, if you, if you go through the definition of strategic and we actually – Olivia, we might even send this out to the you know, the people that have uh, signed up. If you look at the definition of strategic, in there it talks about various things, and and, and coincidentally, um, part of the definition talks about um, you know, strategic in various manners and in various ways, and and it refers to and it can be uh, in combat or war. And then the interesting thing is. Um, you know, and we've been looking to do something like this for probably five or six years. We, we, there was a vehicle that we were going to use um, actually nearly six years ago. Uh, and then we were looking for a, a – we needed a code from the ASX. Obviously, you know, we needed WA something or other. And unfortunately, most of the you know, codes have been – most of the letters have been taken. Uh, and the, the one that was sort of most probably semi-fitting was war. Now, that was – yeah, you know, I mean, from a, you know, th that's probably a little bit too harsh a, a name. Um, but anyway, it's it's an easy one to remember. So, and, and Olivia, that was how we got the WAM strategic. What was the other? What was the second part of the question? Oh, that that was the question. How did you yeah. get the name for WAM strategic value and come up with the ASX code? Um, oh, yeah, the ASX code. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And the next question, Jeff. How long have you been investing in discounted assets? And are you considering on investing in WAM strategic value yourself? Yeah. Personally, yeah, I, I've always, as an investor, and this is, um, you know, since I started off in 1980 at Scottish Amicable, uh, yeah, always you know, as, a, as a trainee in the investment department, um, I, I really like the idea of, you know, always trying to value a company. When I look at a company, I tend to look at their – I'd prefer to pick up an annual report for a company. I'd read the annual report. I tend to read it um, – you know, I'm not really that interested in the, um, in the fluff at the start, but going through the numbers. And just by looking at the numbers, then I, I will guesstimate what I think that company is worth. Now, obviously, if, you, if you've got a closed-end fund and what they own is other you know, listed entities – yeah, then it's very easy to work out what that company is worth. Um, and then you can work out, okay, what it's worth in a, on a per share basis, what it's trading at. You know, if there's a big discount, then is there a catalyst or an event that's going to change that valuation to drive it from the discount to NTA? And so that's what we're always looking for. Now, we're looking for those undervalued assets and then looking for those opportunities. So I suppose... Probably you know, the early 80s, I've been um, doing that just, just personally. Uh, as a business, you know, when we set up Wilson Asset Management you know, 20, a little over 21 years ago. Uh, so that's, that's the timeline. 
Thanks very much, Jeff. And will you be investing in WAM strategic value? Oh, yes, yes. Um, I, I, I'm, or well, there's a, a, a trust um, that I'm a beneficiary of. Uh, I'll be putting in $5 million. And I think someone, one of the questions I saw come in, it, it said, you know, would I, would I, I think, buy further shares at, at some other point in time? Uh, of course, I can't say whether I will or not. Um, I own, you know, with WAM Global and WAM Leaders, the more recent LICs, you know, that, that I own you know, 12 to $13 million worth of each of those. So, uh, you know, I, I suppose it's fair to say that I've got a little bit of powder dry, um, you know, if, if the opportunity presents itself. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. And you will be the lead, port, the lead portfolio manager for the fund, but yes. who else from Wilson Asset Management will be supporting? Yeah. Well, I mean, we have 14 investment professionals and they all, you know, we, we work in an open plan office. You know, we work as a team. Um, you know, we're always throwing ideas around. So the, the ideas can come from, you know, from anyone. Obviously, the interesting thing is, you know, the ideas that are successful, everyone claims them, and the ideas that don't perform that well, you know, no one claims it. But, you know, that, that's the case. In terms of, you know, the, the people that have really, you know, worked with me over the last, you know, period on, on these discounted asset plays, um, as I said earlier, you know, Marty McCarthy uh, and Jesse Hamilton, our CFO, who, um, you know, have, have done a lot of work in terms of analysis and, opportunities. Thanks, Jeff. And an interesting one that's come through. Can you explain the difference between WAM strategic value and WAM active? And mm -hmm. can you go into a little bit if WAM capital and WAM active will still continue to invest in discounted asset opportunities? Okay. If we take a step back, we look at WAM capital. WAM capital was set up to buy undervalued growth companies um, and, but only buy them that, that, that rate, that are cheap on our rating uh, methodology, but only buy them when we, they can see a catalyst has changed the valuation. So therefore, um, and that's really trying to get the maximum return for the minimum amount of risk. Now, with that, you, you tend to be sitting on cash at various points in time, and, and it can be quite large amounts of cash. Um, with, you know, when, when WAM Capital is sitting on those, ca those cash holdings, then it looks for more short-term trading opportunities. Now, that's 50% of WAM Capital's portfolio. WAM Active's portfolio, it's 100% of WAM Active's portfolio is that trading, those trading opportunities. So if, if we buy, say, 1% of the, 1%, say we invest 1% of WAM assets in a trading opportunity, then WAM Active, it'll be 2% of its assets. So WAM Active is purely undervalued, sorry, trading opportunities, um, and WAM Capital is 50% undervalued trading opportunities. The other 50% is undervalued growth companies with a catalyst. Um, so and up to about what we've done with that, those cash holdings, you know, with those trading opportunities, up to 10% of that has been utilised by buying discounted asset plays. You know, the other 40-odd percent is, you know, it could be a block of stock at a discount, an IPO, a placement, you know, any, any trading opportunity we believe will make money. Um, so that 10% that 
um, you know, well, at the moment it's a little under 10%, about 9%, and also the 18% of WAM um, active. That will be sold across. That's about $150 million at the moment. That'll be sold across to WAM strategic value, um, valued on a 10-day VWAP um, just before WAM strategic value lists. So what it does do, it means you know, WAM capital is just purely undervalued growth companies um, you know, with a catalyst or trading opportunities, um, and WAM active is just purely trading opportunities. Great. Thank you, Jeff. And what is the anticipated effect of WAM strategic value on the rest of the Wilson Asset Management entities as a whole? Um, now that there's a specific entity executing this strategy? Yeah. Well, effectively, it means that 100% of WAM capital's capital will be used, you know, 50% on undervalued growth company and 50% on trading opportunities. 100% of WAM active's opportunity will be look you know, on trading opportunities, you know, whether it's WAM leaders or WAM global. Like, if there were opportunities in the lick space there, we would have used some of their capital to buy into them. They'll be purely investing in... Uh, in listed operating uh, businesses that are listed on the stock market. So it really just puts that, you know, the LICs in, um, you know, as I said, really simplifies the structure so people know exactly you know, what they're getting. In terms of you know, if there's an opportunity to take over one of those LICs, well, let, let's you know, look, we look at concentrated leaders. Um, you know, over you know, probably... 15 or 16 years, we've been at various points in time, various Wilson entities have owned shares. It was called Aberdeen Leaders. Yeah, we owned 10% of that probably in, in 03, 04 in one of our vehicles. Um, and, and about six years ago, the gentleman that was running it, um, Brian Sherman, was saying, look, if you're around now, I'd be more interested in you, you know, making a bid for us. Um, you know, so... That that was obviously, you know, they wanted to restructure the company. We ended up building a position in the company. Um, we Now, if WAM strategic value was around back six years ago, WAM strategic value would have bought that position. It ended up holding 14%. Started buying, We started buying at a 20% discount NTA. Um, and then more recently, when they tried to outsource the management agreement, um, which we didn't think was in uh, our interest as a major shareholder, then we bid for the company. Um, now, that was WAM Capital that bid for the company, and it was, you know, it was NTA accreted for WAM Capital, and a secondary benefit, there was, there was some, uh, quite a bit of franking credits that you know, were received by WAM Capital shareholders with a successful bid. So if WAM strategic value was around, they would have built the 14% holding. Uh, WAM Capital would have still bid for the company because it made sense for it to fit into WAM Capital's, um, yeah, it made sense to fit into WAM Capital uh, as an entity. So those things will still happen. The takeover bids will still happen by the various entities, whether it's WAM Leaders, WAM Capital, WAM Global, or, or wherever the, you know, the, the assets fit. Our ideal scenario is not, not to have to bid for these companies. Our ideal scenario is we buy, you know, positions in these companies at the discounts um, and, you know, we can work with the company um, to help them in terms of get them to a, a premium. You know, what's important as a listed investment company? One of the problems, a lot of fund managers, you know, they, they float a listed investment company, they get very excited because they think, oh, look, we've got this pool of closed-in capital. 
Um, it isn't a pool. It is a pool of closed-in capital, but you haven't got it forever. It's owned by the shareholders, so you've really got to perform. Um, and a lot of, a lot of, unfortunately, people new to the game, they list the company and they think they've won the grand final. What actually has happened when you list a listed investment company, and the same will be with WAM Strategic Value when it's listed. That's the end of pre-season. There's an enormous amount of work to do, um, you know. Uh, after that, and, and, and we understand that in corporate affairs, you know, we've um, we've got eight plus people in there, you know, all high quality. As I said, Olivia um, is one of them, and we understand it's very important for shareholder engagement. You know, we we actually have um, all the LICs that we've floated are now trading uh, at NTA, if not a premium. Thank you, Jeff, and. A popular question coming through is, do you envisage, envisage that WAM strategic value will pay fully franked dividends? Yeah, I mean, definitely. At the moment, if you look at the the, um, the portfolio that was in the prospectus, um, you know, that, that's yielding about 3.6% fully franked. Um, and and as, you, as you'd be aware, what we've done with not only, um, well, with, with most of our listed investment companies, you know, in, any fully frank dividend we receive from the companies we invest in, we pass on to shareholders. Uh, and also any profit that we make, you know, we pay tax on and we try to enhance those dividend yields, um, you know, those dividends and pass them on to shareholders. And that's why the likes of, say, WAM Capital, WAM Research, you know, WAM Leaders, you know, and, and, and even WAM Global is able to give shareholders a, a yield that's in excess of the actual yield it's getting from the investors because that's a combination of you know, profits um, and also dividends we receive. So like, like all companies, you know, we'll want to grow those dividends over time. Um, you know, so it's really these are decisions for the board um, and, and our plan is to have a dividend and have a growing stream of fully frank dividends to shareholders. What it starts at now, that's the million-dollar question. It really depends how well we perform in the first 12 months. Um, that'll, that'll depend, you know, how big the dividend is at that period. Thanks, Jeff. And once you invest in a discounted asset, how do you determine when you sell it? Yeah, well, it really depends. You know, say we're buying uh, into a, a listed investment company, uh, it's share price, sorry, it's, it's NTA's a dollar and it's trading for 80 cents. Um, you know, then then you know, we, we would buy it because we believe that for some reason the sh there, there will be a catalyst that over time will move the share price from 80 cents to a dollar. And so, and what we end up doing is we make you know, 20 cents on 80 cents, which is actually, even though it's a 20% discount, you make 25% on your money if, that, if, that, if, if you do sell at a dollar. Um, depending on you know, the catalysts and how quickly um, they come about, uh, and, and they could be you know, for listed investment companies. Obviously, shareholder engagement is very important. It really depends how committed the manager is to shareholder engagement. Are they committed to put a, you know, a, a significant structure in place you know, to drive that shareholder engagement? You know, what does a listed investment company need to do to get to NTA? It needs to perform. It needs to pay a good stream of fully frank dividends, a growing stream if possible. It needs to treat shareholders with respect. Um, and that's not, not do a, a, a value um, destroying 
placement at a discount to assets or NTA or something like that. Um, and, and it needs to market and engage with its shareholders. And, and an area that a lot of the managers miss out on is the commitment to market and engage with their shareholders. So you know, we're very happy to help them uh, along those lines you know, and help them with, with advice in terms of what we've seen you know, over the you know, 30 or 40 years I've been looking at listing investment companies in Australia uh, in terms of what works, what doesn't work. You know, I mean, a lot of people talk about buybacks, you know, how, how buyback, logically, if you're buying, you know, if the company's buying assets at a discount to NTA, then it's NTA accretive. The fact is the bulk of the investors don't like buybacks. Um, so, you know, they like companies that, you know, a lot of investors think if a company's doing a buyback, they don't know where to invest the money. You know, they don't think they can get a better return by investing in company A or company B or company C. Um, and what, as, as I said, you know, the second point is one of the big drivers is dividends you know, or, or, and particularly fully frank dividends. So it's really encouraging companies to be as aggressive as they can in terms of you know, rewarding shareholders by giving that franking back to shareholders because it's actually the franking is, you know, the tax has been paid so the shareholders should get that, you know, that benefit. So it's really, to me, it's, it's tweaking and, and putting significant effort in in. Uh, in um, yeah, communication and shareholder engagement. Thanks, Jeff. And the next question is from Barry, and that is, will War invest in WAM companies, other Wilson Asset Management companies that are trading at a discount? Yeah, and before I go there, I probably didn't say, like, we're talking about, you know, we're trying to buy as cheaply as we can, and we don't always buy, you know, it could be a dollar of assets and it could be trading at 88 cents or it could be trading at 90 cents in the dollar and, and we could buy, you know, we could start buying a position there if we believe some catalysts will occur and it'll get closer to um, closer to a dollar. And in terms of, you know, if we happen to buy a position at a 20% discount or a 25% dis discount, then, you know, when it gets to a 5 or 6% discount, we may, we may start letting some go if we don't believe there's any other catalysts. It's really trying to work out what the catalyst will be and whether where we think the share price will finish up. In terms of answering your question, Olivia, about would we invest in other WAM uh, LICs, that is not the plan. The plan isn't to do that. You know, um, you know, what I what I think is important is to really separate you know, the entities. You know, we, we've never had any cross-holdings between our LICs. So, yeah, we, we wouldn't... We, yeah, we, we would prefer not to do that. Thanks very much, Jeff. And the next question is from Anders, and that is, have you already identified any targets for the portfolio? Well, we, we own, currently we own, um, well, 15 LICs are going to be transferred across, um, and they're all, they're all different levels of maturity. You know, some of them we're, we're trimming, you know, some of them we're buying. So it, it is, it is dynamic and, you know, we're looking at all the listed investment companies or closed-end funds all the time. Um, and so it really hasn't changed what we're doing um, you know, in, in terms of buying and selling. Like I just put an order on before this for, for one that was just trading at a good discount. And then they will all go into you know, WAM strategic value when, when the whole portfolios are sold across just before our know, war lists. 
Thanks very much, Jeff. And we do have some questions coming through about how to take up the offer. Um, one from Ian is, can he take up the priority allocation if he applies through a RAP or platform? And the answer to that is no, you do need to apply directly online. Um, and the next question from Matthew is, does the family, the Wilson Asset Ma family, include shareholders of FGG and FGX? Um, and the answer to that is yes, if you subscribe to the Wilson Asset Management updates. Yeah, so, so effectively, yeah. So when you fill out the application form, you know, and, and the application forms will be available on the 24th, um, and, and it's open you know, from the, the 24th of May till the 10th of June. Um, yeah, so you just go, you, you do, it's a, is it a, do you know what colour the, the WAM family application form is? Do we know that yet? I, no, I, we, no, we don't know the colour yet, no. Okay, but it'll have it, it'll have it on the form. There'll yes. be yeah, a, a general, there'll be, there'll be a general application form. There'll usually be a couple of, um, yeah, WAM family application forms and, a, and a, a broker firm application form, probably. There could be more than two in each prospectus. Thanks, Jeff. And the next question is from David, and that is, will this fund be more proactive in closing discounts uh, than you have in the past? So will it be more aggressive in forcing change in those funds that continue at material discounts? And it, it, it won't be it won't be more aggressive. You know, we, we we have a way of investing. You know, ideally, the ideal scenario for us is you know we buy a position at a discount. Um, well, let, let me give you a classic example. And and, and unfortunately, it didn't go exactly the plan. Um, you know, Hunter Hall, which was trading at a twenty percent discount a number of years ago. Now, we bought a, a good position in there. We only bought the position when there was a new chairman who was very open to what he needed to do. Now, Hunter Hall would have been doing all the right things you know, from a theoretical perspective, but unfortunately it wasn't helping the discount. They were doing buybacks. They, they bought back half the company and it still traded at a 20% discount. Um, and, and they also, it was a mainly a global investor um, and they would only pay dividends when they paid tax, and so they had franking. So there'd be no dividend, no dividend, six cents, no dividend, no dividend, four cents, and that's not what investors want. The marginal buyer of a listed investment company is a self-managed super fund that wants continued fully franked dividends growing over time. And I explained that to the chairman. You know, I told him about we do surveys when people, um, you know, when people buy shares. We do surveys when people exit sh sh shares. Sorry, to sell shares, um, and and I really we just gave them our rule, our our um, yeah, effectively how we how we operate our marketing and marketing strategy, um, and and they did a great job. You know, for a period of time they grew the company. It went from the twenty percent discount. The share, the sh I remember the shares were a dollar forty eight. Sorry, the NTA was a dollar forty eight. The shares were trading a dollar forty three, and unfortunately, the then board had a bit of a brain snap. And they did a placement at $1.25. So you're immediately taking money from the current shareholders and giving it to the people in the placement. And they tried to disguise it with a rights issue as well. So everyone got an opportunity, they said. But every dollar you raised in that placement diluted ordinary shareholders. Um, and I rang the chairman and just gave him a blast. 
And he said, so you're not taking any? I said, look, we'll take it all because you know, you're actually destroying value for the current lot of shareholders. And we actually doubled our position. Then everything went well. The share price, you know, they, they eventually got back on track. You know, we just had to you know, get the whip out a little bit for them. Um, and we were actually, we were selling out again. Uh, we were just heading out. You know, the, the share price had recovered. It was then trading very close to, I think, with 2 or 3% of NTA. We were selling. And then, unfortunately, Peter Hall had a, a bit of a midlife crisis um, and decided one Christmas that he was going to you know, you know, throw it all in. Yeah, so then, then of course, we didn't think that was you know, fair that they just changed the manager. So we called an EGM to change the board. But ideally, the scenario for us is we'll work with the companies. I mean, one, a classic is, and we've used this example in the prospectus, Temple and Global. Now, we started buying them about six years ago. Now, we're buying at an 18, various times 18% discount. Um, you know, we've, we've been communicating with them. Uh, over that period of time, we've been encouraging, cajoling them, you know, prodding them occasionally, uh, and, and totally, you know, we didn't expect this at all. They came out you know, last year and said that they were going to you know, review the structure of the company. Now we own 14 percent of the company. Obviously, you'd, you'd assume we've been, you know, we've been engaged with them. They've come out recently and said you know, that, that some things are potentially afoot. Um, so, but that's that's a company that you know, we eventually, you know, we believe that everyone will get you know, pretty close to NTA. So, yeah, you know, we, we won't. Um, yeah, we we tr we would prefer to work as a partnership with these entities. Um, it's only occasionally. It's probably the carrot and the stick. We'd prefer the carrot and give them as much as of the carrot as we can. And, and because, you know, say Wham Capital is trading at twenty percent discount. War, which is you know, sorry, not war. Uh, Wax, which is crazy, is trading at a 40%. Sorry, Wham Capital is trading at a 20% premium. Um, you know, Wham Research is trading at a 40% premium. Um, you know, effectively, it is supply and demand. Um, and and you know, the and we're, we're very happy to give, as I said, you know, these guys as much carrot as possible. And occasionally, we'll have to use a stick. Just because we're creating war or Wham strategic value, it's not as if we're going to get a whole lot of sticks. Um, we'll still you know, use the same technique that we've always used. Thanks, Jeff. And the next question is from Michael. Will you be investing in anything else besides listed investment companies and listed investment trusts? Potentially, we will. Yeah, we will. Um, probably two points here. One is smaller listed investment companies and trusts. Uh, we, for the last probably five years, we really haven't looked at them. Because they weren't, you know, Wham Capital you know, is now, you know, capitalised at over two billion dollars. Um, so, you know, anything sort of less than a hundred million dollars from a you know, listed investment company perspective, we really haven't looked at in any great detail over the last five years. Uh, even though we're aware of them, what this does do, because you know, war is going to be two twenty-five mil. It really does open up you know, an opportunity for us to you know, potentially find a little add-on, you know, a thirty or forty million dollar add-on, if, if the potential, you know, if the opportunity presents itself. Um, and sorry, and Olivia, what was the, what was that the question? 
Oh, it was if you'll be investing in anything outside of listed investment companies and listed yeah. investment trusts. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just somewhere where we'll go, which we haven't been before. Uh, and, and we would. Yeah, we would look for other undervalued assets. The, the, the harder thing is making sure we can identify the catalyst that's going to change the valuation of those undervalued asset plays. Because sometimes you find, you know, we understand the listed investment company, listed investor trust exceptionally well. Uh, and, and we've been, you know, you know fortunately, um, you know, what we do is, has, has worked well for everyone involved. Um, you know, whether if it's just a, a company trading at a discount assets, you know, sometimes there can be structural reasons why that's the case. Uh, and, and, and we've got to make sure we can identify the catalyst that's going to change that valuation. Thanks, Jeff. And I'll ask one more question before we open it up to the telephone lines. And this one is from Agnell. And that is, will liquidity be an issue when investing in listed investment companies and listed investment trusts during times of market volatility? Yes. I mean, liquidity is, is always an issue. Um, one of the good things is, and, and that's one of the various reasons that I really like listed investment companies, because as a manager, you've got a closed-in pool of capital, so you're never forced. You're never forced to buy anything, and you're never forced to sell anything. So if you're not a forced buyer or seller, and you're happy with your position, that's great. One of the problems, and and what really sort of invigorated me looking closely at listed investment companies was some research that I saw, you know, well before I set up the fund management business. Um, and that was done by Morgan Stanley in the US, which showed that a closed-end pool of capital, and they're called closed-end funds over there, outperformed the open-ended pool of capital, and that's the mutual funds over there, by you know, 1.5% to 2% per annum over a 50-year period. Now, that's significant outperformance. And, and why is that? It's because with a, an open-ended fund or a mutual fund, when everything's going well, all the money flows in, so you're buying expensive shares at the top of the market. When everything's bad, all the money flows out. So, you, so you, if the money flows out of the, the, the open-ended fund, you're, you're a forced seller. But with a listed investment company, that's closed. It's a, like when we raise the $225 million, that's what we've got. Uh, and we can take a one, two, three, four, five, ten-year view. We will never be forced a forced seller of a stock um, or a forced buyer. Um, the, obviously, you know, if we want to sell and the market is volatile and falls, you know, then liquidity dries up. Yeah, you know, we know that. Uh, and, and so, what you're getting, you know, with this is you're getting exposure to the underlying assets, and what we're giving you is exposure cheaply. And we believe, you know, we understand how to you know, bridge that gap, you know, how to narrow that discount. So that's that's what you're getting. You're still getting exposure to equities. Don't don't. Like equities, when you buy equities, you, you know, you're buying risk. But, you know, they say equities are forever. So, you know, when, you, when we buy you know, undervalued assets, um, it doesn't mean if the market falls, we won't lose money. Um, with, a bit of, with a bit of luck, the discount narrows, so we, we lose less. <laughs> Thanks very much, Jeff. I'll just pass now to our telephone callers. We'll check in with them to see if they have any questions. Thank you. If you would like to ask a question, 
Please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you are using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. A voice prompt on the phone line will indicate when your line is open. Please state your name before posing your question. Again, press star 1 to ask a question. We will pause for just a moment to allow everyone an opportunity to signal for question. And I know while we're waiting, the, the pretty much nearly everyone is on the, the webinar, so we may have one or two phone questions, and um, but not many on the phone these days. Okay, we'll take one more question while we're waiting, and this one's from Richard. Can you assure people who apply minimum allocation? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, we can't assure anyone of anything. <laughs> now, that's, I mean, the, the fact is we've got a, you know, $125 million of um, stock that's, you know, for the, you know, the WAM family. Um, you know, we, you know, when, when we've ever had to scale back historically, and I think the last scale back we had to do was with, um, with WAM microcap, you know, that, that share purchase plan, yeah, we try to be as equitable and fair as possible. Um, yeah, so the I, I know, hey, I, I don't like applying for something and not getting it. You know, we understand no one really likes that. And so, I mean, at one stage, the at, and as I said, like this is an in-house discussion. Yeah, you know, we we've only invited the people that signed up to the emails. Um, at, at one stage, one of our you know, our brokers, you know, Hamish Nan from Taylor's. He was saying in the early days, look, Jeff, we really need to do a town hall presentation. You know, you do one in Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, and and that was sort of on the agenda. But then when we started talking to our larger shareholders and getting feedback, we realised, and, and then and again, thank you all for you know, saying you're potentially interested because that gave us an idea of you know, how many people are interested. So we really watered down you know, the, uh, that part of the, um, the marketing. So, um, yeah, so, so ideally we want a situation where people get, you know, pretty close to what they apply for. You know, um, that's the ideal scenario. Thank you, Jeff. And we do have a few people on the telephone line who would like to ask a question. So we'll, we'll open up to them. We will take our first question. The line is open. Please go ahead. Uh, hi, um, Jeff. I just wanted to ask you, some of these um, LICs trading at big discounts are long-short portfolios. Can you talk about the depth of experience that your team has in terms of shorting stocks? Uh, the <laughs> in, in terms of when we're investing, whatever the asset we're investing in, you know, the, the you know, we're, we're analysing that asset. So obviously long equities, it's, you know, you know what you're getting. Um, when, you, when you're getting a portfolio, of, you know, people are long short. And the interesting thing is most of the long short managers have disappeared. <laughs> it tends not to be a, a, an overly successful uh, in a listed investment company. Um, 
and that's because your returns, you know, when things are going well, you know, everyone wants a really good return, um, and but the shorts hold you back potentially. And when things are going poorly, like everyone accepts the market's going poorly. And so if the if you happen to be you know, have reasonable short positions and don't lose as much money, people tend not to give you as much credit. Um, so it's really when we're looking at these managers, we're assessing the manager. We're assessing whether the manager has performed over time, you know, who the personnel are and whether they'll perform going forward. We don't have to individually understand. You know, we broadly understand what they're doing. We broadly understand the stocks we own, but we, we don't have to sort of go in and say, like with corporate travel, say VGI is an example. Um, you know, we don't have to go in and you know, have a really strong view on the fact that they could have 2 or 3% of their portfolio short in corporate travel. So uh, our view is, do we do we believe VGI is a good manager? So will they perform with the underlying portfolio? And will the discount that's there, will that, will that dissipate or will that disappear over time? And my view on VGI is it will. Like you know, Rob and his team, they're very good managers. You know, they had a bit of a tough period last year. Um, you know, the... Yeah, the uh, yeah, I believe that they they will close a discount. Thank you. Thanks. We will take our next question. Your line is open. Please go ahead. Jolyon Forsyth. I live in Mackay, and the, if the prospectus is only going to be posted out on the 24th of May, that gives 17 days for closing, uh, and it's a short period of time for getting the prospectus up to me and me getting my application back. And the other thing I'd like to know is... Uh, my wife and I are both shareholders in uh, WAM Capital. Um, how do we uh, how do we know what allocation we will get out of for the out of the family? Hmm. Um, yep. from the family uh, shares. Yep. I mean, there were the shares that have been reserved for yes. WAM yes. family. Yes. The I mean, first off, in terms of the prospectus. If you're able to go online, then obviously it's yeah you can just you can you can actually fill it all in online if that's possible. If it's not, if you want hard hard the hard copy, then make sure you send an email to Olivia and yeah, uh, hey, I'm I'm happy to chuck in a couple of dollars and we'll express post it so you, so at least you get it as quickly as you can. Um, in terms of and in terms of applying, the, I mean, it, it's really, you should apply what, you know, the dollar amount that you'd like to invest. Um, and because we don't know whether you know, it'll be oversubscribed or undersubscribed. Now, what we're hoping, it's sort of like baking a cake. Yeah. We're, hoping, we're hoping that, you know, it's not, it's just slightly oversubscribed, and we hope that the Wham family isn't significantly oversubscribed, um, and that 
you know, the, the, it's just slightly oversubscribed, and it's more oversubscribed from the broker firm side. That's what we. That's what we're hoping. So I'd, I'd apply for what you'd like to invest, and obviously accepting that you it's it's equities, okay. you're taking equity risk. Yeah, well, I think the the figure that I have in mind is ten thousand uh, yeah. dollars that I would well, like to invest, which would give me eight thousand shares. Yeah, well, well yeah, and, and obviously we currently, currently own thirty six thousand between us uh, yes. in WAM Capital. Yeah, and, and and obviously what we'll be doing is like the people that are applying for half a million shares or something. Now we'll be trying to give the people that are applying for the smaller amounts their close to their full allocation if possible. Um, yeah, you know, ideally we'd like to give you your full allocation. Yeah, you know, but yeah, you know, let's let's just see. Yeah, you know, we we don't know what the demand is, and one of the reasons why the one of the reasons why the period is only three weeks. Normally, we do eight eight week periods. Um, it was it was just advice from the brokers saying, you know, you're only going to raise two twenty five million. You, know, you really probably want to, you know, not have a long period because the longer it's open, then you know, then probably more people hear about it. You know, there's probably more demand. His view was, you know, try to do it as as you know, quickly as possible. And yeah, that's the figure we came up with. But okay. but if you can email, email Olivia, I'm happy to send you some money to get get my prospectus um, sent express post. No, 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 don't worry. Hey, I'm I'm happy to chuck in. We'll, we'll chuck the money in. Days from Sydney to Mackay. No, sorry, um, um, sorry. What was your surname? Forsyth. F O R S Y. Forsyth. Perfect. If you can just email, email, email us, then we'll with your address, then we'll make sure it gets there. I've got it. Oh, thank you. Olivia's got it already. Thank you. Okay. Thanks very much. And we'll just go back to webinar questions now. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. The next question is from Ben, and that is. For the corporate activity outside of discounted listed investment companies, so takeovers, transactions, what gives you the confidence uh, in executing that strategy? Um, so hit me with that question again. What, uh, so for investing in discounted assets outside yes. of listed investment companies, yes. what gives you the confidence in being able oh, to do that? Yeah, uh, I mean, the... the yeah, first of all, yeah, the first thing I am is a uh, investor in the in in the stock market. Yeah, so or, or probably investor in anything. Um, yeah, the that's right. Yeah, my wife gives me a kick now and then, so yeah, you know, like saying, "Hey Jeff, why are you trying to get them cheaper?" Yeah, I, I, I like buying value. Yeah, that's just something. As I said earlier, you know, it must be the Scottish roots. Um, you know, I just I like buying value. So in terms of investing opportunities, whether it's listed investment company, you know, my my experience is not. Um, you know, it, it's investing in the overall stock market. Uh, it's it's looking for undervalued growth companies. I started at Scottish Amicable in 1980, you know, as a an analyst, um, and it's really you know, trying to buy companies. That 
that that you make money investing in. So that's that's the sort of the first rule. In terms of the investment process that we use in you know, in at Wilson Asset Management, the investment process is really born about you know, how I'd personally like my money to be managed. Yeah, you know, I, I really I'm not that interested in relative performance. I actually want absolute performance. And what that means is you know, relative performance is say say the market's down 40%, and if a fund manager's down 35%, he says, what a great job I've done because I've relatively outperformed by 5%. I'm not really interested in that personally. Now, I want, if I put a dollar in, I actually want to make, uh, I don't want the dollar to turn into uh, 75 cents, but if I invested in a market, turn turned into, you know, say, you know, 70 cents or whatever the figure is. Um, so, yeah, so, so, I'm, we're, I'm always looking for investment opportunities. The, the fact is, with the investment team and with all the quality of the people we've got, um, you know, whether it's Oscar looking at WAM Capital and his team there, whether it's Matt looking at WAM Leaders, or whether it's you know, um, Katrina looking at uh, WAM Global, um, or Dunya, who's now doing WAM Alternate Assets, an area that I've gravitated to over time because it's in terms of my time, the efficient allocation of my time is it's much more efficient analysing listed investment companies than, say, going to 2,500 company meetings a year, um, you know, with, which are operating businesses. So to me, all the principles are the same in terms of the investment principles. Um, and whether they're listed investment companies or whether they're yeah, you know, it's it's an it's an another company that happen, happens to have assets. Yeah, you know, I, I really need to understand and believe that we could that there could be a catalyst that we that we would make money from investing in those entities. Now there'll be a lot of them. You know, you, you, what you find is sometimes you find cheap companies are cheap forever. Yeah, you know, because there's some structural problems. Yeah, you know, so it really is up to myself and and the guys I work with to do the analysis. That's come up to that with that conclusion. Thanks very much, Jeff. And the next question is from Sarah, and that is: Is WAM strategic value only going to invest in listed investment companies that are at a twenty percent discount, or would you look at smaller discounts? Yeah, and and the answer to that is it's not necessarily. I mean, an example is, um, yeah, Perpetual when they floated their LIC. Now, we, we bought 4.9% at about a 10 to 12% discount. Now, we would have bought another you know, 5% at a 20% or 15 or 16 or you know, 20%. We would have continued to buy them um, because we believed that they would, you know, we, they would get them to NTA um, eventually. So, yeah, 20% is just, it's just, a, round, it's just a round number. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about that, buying at $1.80. Now, it's a phrase. Now, there's... We were looking at it. There's a listed investment company we started nibbling at the other day. It was trading at a 12% discount. Now, very high quality name, very good manager, uh, and it just looks it just looks a little cheap. Um, so yeah, so it really it, it's it's our belief that, that that the discount will narrow and we'll make money. So that's really it's the confidence of that belief. Thank you, Jeff. And the next question is from Rebecca. 
Will WAM strategic value go above 19.9% in another listed investment company? And yeah, if, we, so, yep. sorry, sorry, if so, yep. how would you operate the takeover? Would WAR be the bidder or one of the other funds in Wilson yep. Asset Management? Would they lead the bid? Okay. First of all, we could go over 19.9. And then the question is just where does it logically fit? Now, if it's global equities, it probably fits with WAM Global, depending on you know, what the premium discount is on WAM Global. If it's a, you know, a, a leader's portfolio, it probably fits with WAM Leaders or could fit with WAM Capital. Or, I mean, also with WAM Strategic Value, you know, it's, it's in its embryonic period. You know, like effectively, this, this company is being born in the next you know, month or so. So, you know, we want to make sure it performs and performs over time. Um, and, and it might make sense for it to fit with WAM strategic value. There might be some really good assets in there. Like I, I remember when we did the premium takeover in 2012, you know, we actually picked up, um, WAM Capital picked up, you know, I think it was probably 100 million of assets, but we picked up 15 million of tax loss and about 15 million of franking. So it really depends, you know, what the assets are and, and um, yeah, and, and which company is in the best position to take it over. Thanks, Jeff. And I know we're getting close to the end here. We've got one question from Peter regarding the application process, and that is, does he have to go through a broker or is he able to apply directly? Um, and there oh, is... Sorry, yes, you can apply directly. You just... Um, yeah, it'll be... We'll, we'll sit, Like everyone who's registered, we'll be sending you an electronic prospectus pretty much the day it's available. And you just go online and apply. Yeah. Yeah. The website, if you'd like to read the prospectus that we've lodged with ASIC, is wilsonassetmanagement.com.au forward slash strategic value. And the prospectus, the prospectus is there. When the offer opens on the 24th of May, the application forms will be there. So visit the website when the offer opens on the 24th of May to find the application forms. Um, Jeff, we're just at the final minutes here, so I'll, I'll pass it back to you to say some closing words. Look, thanks very much, uh, Olivia. And look, thank you, everyone, for the questions. It was really some really good quality, robust questions, exact questions that I'd like to know um, if, if I'm investing. Um, and yeah, the as yeah, any feedback you've got, any ideas you've got, um, yeah, please come back to us. Yeah, we only exist. You know, so I, I'm, I'm chairman of, of WAM Strategic Value. Now, my responsibility will be to all the shareholders, and we only exist because you, know, you allow us to exist. So, you know, thank you very much. Um, as I said, you know, thank you for your, the really you know, high-quality questions. You, know, you probably hit on all the right points um, and, and look forward to you know, being fellow shareholders with you. Thank you.